Sports Plus show with Baker, Big D, and Joe. I am Joe. Once again, we're doing a Friday night edition, Friday afternoon edition. And uh, Daryl, you said you were struggling a little bit to stay up for the beginning of the draft yesterday. So I have been back in school for a week after my uh, trip to purgatory for two weeks, <laughs> um, which apparently the, the I got the superintendent to send me the language and the union guy said that it looks like it's legit. So, you know, it's like, it's hard to believe, but anyway, that's what happened. But it's, so it's so, I mean, like, it's so difficult. I don't know if you have any classes like this, Matt, but I have... Four, 13 kids in person and 10 remote or something like that. Oh, wow. And so I have to sit in front of a computer and and the, the type of computer problems I get are just immense. And it's just, it's, it's just, and the thing is also, I'm a really good teacher and I really hate computers. And it's like, you know, like to have, I have two computers in front of me, plus a projector. I have to have the volume down and, and I have to have, you know, and it's like, and then I have a, um, I have a, a document camera that's very finicky. It's like, but I really, really need the document camera because then the kids can actually see, you know, instead of me holding it up, the 14 kids in the classroom are like a mile and a half away. And then, the, you know, when I'm holding it up, for um, you know, for you guys to read, there's nothing to read there. You can't, yeah, yeah. you know. So, well, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I'm fortunate where I I am only responsible for the students in person. Uh, I don't have. I I do post um, activity suggestions for my online students and and students who are still remote. Um, but I don't have to do the simultaneous teaching and, and you know that's unfortunate too there are a lot of i have a lot of teacher friends who have to do that and in a lot of other districts and the hard part is you're you're essentially doing two jobs right and and neither so, of them well it, well and that's the thing right as teachers it's not within our personalities to do the best we can ah do the best you can like that's not right, right. how we're right. built. That's not what right. our job should be as teachers. Right. And, and especially, and Daryl, I know you, how you teach personally, you know, we teach younger kids. We, we have to give 110% to our students. Right. And when you're asked to, well, you know, honestly, and, and this is what administrators are telling you, do the best you can. That's a tough, that's tough to hear. Um, and, you know, it's just unfortunate as you know, it really is. And it's like, what I'm trying to do is not be mad at the administration, which I'm not doing a very good job of. <laughs> and, um, um, but you know, it's like I'm hands on. So every kid I walk by, I noogie him, you know, I know I'm not supposed to do that, but screw you. You know, it's like, I'm not giving the kid COVID by noogie yeah. his hair. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and this was a tough one for me. I mean, I, so I, you know, those of you who listen, you know, I'm a phys ed teacher. I teach in a gym. And at the beginning of the year, you know, my anxiety was much higher than it is now. Um, well, you're vaccinated, right? Yes. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. still like, I mean, no shit. that's like, that's like when they invented the birth control pill. Yeah. But you know, you know <laughs> at the beginning of the year, I, I'm trying to like, really, if I can, 
tune into what my emotions were at the beginning of the year. I mean, this was me. So you mean to tell me I'm teaching 200 kids in person and I'm not going to get notified of, of who's sent home and who's close contact and this, that, and like, I'm not okay with that. And, you know, I was told I met my principal, she did the best she could and she communicated, but you know, the response was from the district and this was all PE teachers in my district. Well, you know, we know you just got to do the best you can teach from the stage. If you have to, we we're not asking you to be hands-on and it's like, but that's my job, you know? And, and it took time to get into my groove and, and figure out how I'm going to teach phys ed in a COVID year in person. It's definitely changed, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's tough emotionally mentally. Cause you feel like you're, doing a disservice to your students. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not up to, at least for me, and I'm, I'm sure you too, Daryl, it's, it's not up to my standard of teaching, but no, I, I, but at the same time, I also like, I can't share equipment. Uh, we can't do a lot of the activities that I normally do. We can't, you know, even simple things like tag, the lessons I try to teach in games of tag, I, I have to skip through. So it's a tough year. I've made the decision. I usually take a few weeks of the summer to reflect. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then I'm in summer mode. I'm not even when the summer, my first day of summer, I'm forgetting this. <laughs> What's the point? I, I, I I'm not going to, no, that's a great point. There's nothing to reflect on this year. Nothing, nothing. to reflect on, you know, and well, nothing and, that would apply to any future years because hopefully this right. is the last last you'll have done about this. And you know, we we joke about our ages all the time, but you can't underestimate the technology part of it too. I mean, Matt, you were born with an iPad in your crib, probably, and I was young enough to. You know, when I started school, there was no digital world, but the internet came around when I got to college. So I sort of grew up in that. And my dad was a computer teacher too. So he was bringing TRS 80s and Atari 400s home when I was real, real young. But Daryl, this, the technology stuff you didn't learn until you were a fully formed adult was, you know. Yeah. And I'm not really learning it either. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's gross. But the thing is, what did happen to my advantage? So I have three beautiful kids that were born in, 82, 84, and 88. So, and then I was really poor. Like that's what the thing I love. So many of the things that Biden is doing right now. And one is sending parents money for their kids. So if I was getting 600, 900 a month, when, when I was a single parent with three kids completely broke, it would have improved my life immensely. And so, but the thing is, I always, I sort of used my poverty as a excuse why I didn't buy a computer for them and why (laughs) they didn't have computer games. And my kids, they're all computer nuts right now, but they've also, they're also polite kids that you guys would like that are, you know, considerate and they're, they're doing a great job of raising their kids. And so, you know, I kind of lucked out because I would always tell them, Boy, aren't you lucky when you go to your friends, you get to play computer games? You know, it's like. <laughs> we had a, an English teacher, Mr. Keating. I think he's still alive, who lived five, six blocks from us. And again, this was 1986. And we would go over to his house and he had an Apple IIc with all these colored color games. And three or four, you know, my, me and three or four of my friends would go over there and, um, just, just like one of the, one of the most memorable teachers I had, but just 
him helping open that world to us, we were the perfect age for it. When all those, you know, fancy video games and stuff started to come out. I was, well, you know, I, what was it? my, my time was Pac-Man. That was the game. That was the game. I remember back playing pong with my dad in some pizza place in on the like tabletop pong game and that yeah. that was remarkable to i don't us. even know what that is so it's like ping pong but it's on a computer it's like the simple game with just like white lines and a little dot that goes back and forth it was <laughs> the literally the first video game but did you have to you have to do some reflex on your end yeah, you like a little, little there's a little ball a little ball that you <laughs> roll back and forth to control your paddle. but your paddle could just move back and forth it was sort uh. of like Air hockey, if you couldn't yeah. move your your hockey paddle forward, but yeah, we could oh, we could have God. a whole we could have a whole show about video games and I'm sure carnival games too, like air hockey yeah. and skee ball yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah. so anyway, in the real world of sports, which really is, I like the WNBA, I like the NBA, I like LeBron, I like people that are equating the they're they're not like pretending that the real world doesn't exist and that they are what was barclay's famous quote i'm not a role model and i you i understand they, i understand if athletes want to opt out of that i don't require right. that of every but, athlete but some don't and lebron yeah. for example doesn't and good for him oh and it certainly gives me more respect for the ones that do i mean it's, right lebron is going to be remembered as much you know 40 60 100 years from now for his philanthropic endeavors and the things he does for his community as he will as a basketball player. Right. At least it seems like that's the trajectory. And it does seem that a lot more younger players are taking that on. And we see it's become kind of more the exception and more the rule than the exception. Does that that make sense? Yeah. Let me ask you guys, speaking of LeBron, and and we, we have touched upon this a little bit, so I don't think we necessarily need to do too much about it. Um, but what are your, what are your guys, um, thoughts on the backlash of still, I know a few weeks ago, um, the, the LeBron tweet about, you know, cause he has gotten quite a bit of heat and still a little bit. And he, he apologized, didn't he? He well, took the tweet but down. He, but well, my only criticism, I, I think he did the right thing initially by taking that tweet down and then, and saying it, it was being used for the wrong thing. But I, you know, I sh- could he, should he be more vocal as to why it was a wrong decision? I, I think it's funny that Matt, because I, I feel, Daryl, I, I agree. I think it had sort of died down. So Matt right. said, you know, LeBron's still under a little bit of heat. Let me apply some to him. Because I really, you're the first, the, the, you saying that was the first that mention I've heard of that dead, in Matt. a few that days. I, I, yeah, I, I think. I don't know really what you're asking of him too. He, you know, he came right out and said, look, it was a, it was a quick reaction before I knew all the facts. And as soon as he did, he took it down and, and, you know, corrected. I, I don't know well, what, I guess. So, and, and I look, I, I have not read into this story and, and I think this illustrates how, when things can become political, how, two sides see the same story two different ways, if that makes sense. What's the other side? Who's the other side here? Here's, it's not, I haven't read other stories, but here's where I don't think it's totally died down. Um, 
because I know there was um, an L.A. police officer who had reached out to him to try to have a chat, and LeBron just kind of said, no, I'm not doing it during the season kind of thing. Or, or I, I didn't read it. So, um, But then and that became a little bit of a headline. Um, and I think there – there's still talk about that silly bar who is um, not wanting to show any NBA games and which I, which I totally disagree with. I don't think that's, that's right at all. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, Hey, if it's a, if it's a done issue for you guys, it, it's weeks ago. It's kind of, I haven't been reading up on it, um, but I have seen a few little things of that, it's still, still there. I mean, there's always going to be people talking about dead stories, but I'm with I'm with Daryl. I, I thought that was, thought that was kind of in the rearview mirror for for most of us thinking sports well, commentators. But so, who knows? But Joe, did you want to talk about this Florida business? Is that sort I, of a current thing? Yeah. I, well, this just happened. So Florida had this large. It started out as a charter school bill. And then, you know, they started tagging all this other stuff onto it. And it was going to they were Florida was going to be the first state to allow college athletes to make money off name, image and likeness. Nice. This is what we've been hearing nice. for the last year. Yep. And they were finally going to legislate it. And the last minute, uh, right before they passed the bill, the the legislature tried to delay all that for a year, like put it in the bill that none of that would happen until next year. And the athletes rightfully revolted when this happened. And all that noise was enough to get that provision taken out. So they passed it without that delay in it. But they also tagged on a transgender ban. So if you're a transgender girl, you can't. Well, let's you get the transgender you... out a minute. So Well, we can't no, because you... it's it's critical to, to what happened last night. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. What happened today, actually. Because okay. they snuck that in in the last minute, and what that meant was, with without the delay, there was a chance that Ron DeSantis, Republican, was going to veto the bill. But then, with that extra provision in there, it both made it less likely that he was going to do that, and also, had they rejected the bill, there were a number of Democrats in the Florida state legislature that would have been okay with that because of the transgender provision. So this is a really complicated thing that happened over the last few days, but in the end athletes in Florida will be able to profit. And that gives college. Wait wait a minute. So the bill passed the bill passed. Well, okay. So let's just talk about the profit, leave the transgender issue out for a second. How does the profit work? They, um, College athletes in Florida will be able to earn money for their names, images, and likenesses. I don't, I don't okay, know. Okay, so think about it. In Florida, you got FSU, Miami, Florida. There's one more I'm leaving out, one big time yeah. school. Well, so Florida State. Yeah, they have a huge Florida recruiting. State. Thank you. Yeah, they, so, and they so, have a, so those are four really top, top 20 programs most of the time in football and basketball. And, so and what does that mean? What are they going to get? They have a chunk gain. They have get real money. No, I think it's it's whatever they can earn from Nike or EA Sports. Oh, okay, or, so the deals they make themselves. Right. These are allowing them to make image on their name, make money on their name, image, and likeness, not direct compensation for playing. So it's for these mainly going to apply to stars. 
I don't think so. I think if you're well, a twelfth man on the basketball team or the fiftieth guy on the but, on the football team, is he not going to make a penny then? No. If you're if you're Daryl Clark's comic book store in Gainesville, right? And you you don't you can't bother the number one guy. You're gonna you're gonna throw right. out there and be like, hey, let me get the let me get this uh, freshman kid and just throw it out. This is all I can afford. Kind yeah. of. Okay. Okay. Right? So wait a minute. So, so hey, he I appears and you give him a hundred bucks or whatever it is. Sure. Sure. We're opening, we're opening a new, new store. We're going to have the UMass softball team come down. You can get autographs and see, pictures. Do you see any, any downside on this? Yeah. Hell no. Oh man. I don't see it. All right, Matt. You know, Joe, it's really important that we have Matt on this show. You and I would be lost in progressive heaven, man. We would be, we'd be out there, you know, in La La Land. You know, we need Matt. We need Matt to anchor us. To, to anger, anchor or anger? Anchor, anchor. Or no, anger, or both. Let me clarify my note. I have zero problem with players getting paid for their likely, likeliness, likelihood. Likeliness. Name. Or for or for pushing um, uh, the the pillow man or whatever they want to push. Zero problem with that, and and I think that. But my issue is it's Florida. I mean, it's it's the, the, now I think the USCs of the world, the UCFs of the world, now have an advantage over a UMass or or school. Nice. So that's what nice. I have the issue with. I don't have the issue with. But wait a minute, that just puts pressure on them to then come up and pay their athletes. Exactly. Now we're going to have 49 other states pass this bill because the colleges okay. who have extreme lobbying pressure, you know, lobbying weight behind them can will this is going to this is going to start this is going to be faster than the the cascade yeah. of medical marijuana across the country. This that's is going to be fair. a 50 state law in 3 years. Yeah. Huh. And that's fair. But then now how does the our our favorite nonprofit organization NCAA, where where would you stop where, swearing? <laughs> Honest to God, man, where, we're supposed to be a family show, what, what, and you keep saying that, and you probably say FIFA too, or FIFA, or whatever it is. You got to get those four letter words out of your vocabulary, man. Um, I'll, I'll I'll answer your question, Matt. The NCAA has signed off on it, and they, the legislature got assurances before they passed the law actually this morning that uh, quote student athletes in Florida would not run afoul of the NCAA and possibly lose scholarships. Well, but so that's good. But my question is how is the NCAA going to try to turn a profit on that as well? What, what percentage are they looking to take from the kids? What do they need? They got enough. I, I don't, I don't think, I mean, they'll have, they would have to, pass new provisions to take some of that money. Yeah. I don't see that happening, even no. even from the NCAA. But now, can I ask a question? Is amateurism now gone? Is it doesn't even exist anymore? When has it ever, though? I mean, that's... Well, it used to exist. So, like, for example, in the Olympics, you know, like when I was a teenager, <laughs> you, you had to be an amateur. You know, the pros couldn't play for the United States basketball team. It was all college... Well, but here's here's what so I, I mean, think. but it was all and, about. And then the, the other thing was, if a college athlete got paid, like what we were just talking about, they are they are all of a sudden they're a pro and they can't, you know, they 
But here, here's part, here's an issue. And, and this, I'm, I'm, you know, it, 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 for me, it goes back a little bit to what we talked about last week. Remember when we were talking about should colleges um, or universities, should they mandate uh, a COVID vaccine for enrollment? Yes. Right. And so I, I was having this conversation with my brother-in-law and he brought up a good point and, and I <laughs> agree with his point is, and he kind of said like, you know, if, if you stop pretending like a university is a public service and realize that it's a business um, from a business standpoint, a college can't run the risk of unvaccinated students. And then they have to shut down. Like they, they've taken too much of a hit. Right. Financially. You went in, you go into Target and an unvaccinated employee infects 200 people in your town. That would be terrible for your business. Well, so, but, yeah. So but, that, but colleges, public schools are public institutions and public trusts, and they have to be handled differently from Notre Dame and you know, yeah, other but, private, but private minute, schools. But so are you saying they shouldn't have to force vaccination on them? No, no. I'm saying. No, I mean the vaccination thing is a is a separate issue, but I think in yeah. general when we when we talk about education, it is these aren't corporations and that we these are public entities that need to act in the interests that will serve the most people and I think that's not the natural corporate instinct and we have to pass laws <laughs> that force public institutions to do these things fairly and that's why you know I think but again there's a huge difference between UMass and Oral Roberts in that respect. Yeah, but what I, the, the the point I was trying to make is just like Daryl, you're asking, well, are they amateurs? And I almost think like you know, if if we went college athletes haven't really been amateurs. I mean, they've been exploited amateurs. Right, but they were, aren't they? So wait a minute. First, look is is the concept of amateur and professional still around does it still exist i think it's irrelevant now because of the only so right so the, it doesn't exist really the only arena it exists in golf i mean there's still the, the in distinction in golf. in golf and i think what do you mean wait a minute no oh you mean so that right so that an amateur places third in the tournament they can't take the money they can't take the money but they still because they want to still play for their golf team in college and they and they still earn tour exemptions so if a golfer if an amateur won the masters they would have a lifetime exemption to to qualify for the masters so i think there's yeah but you're right darrell in most sports the distinction is meaningless and i think okay i think that started with with the pro pro athletes in the Olympics, because that was really where it mattered most. The two okay, arenas so where it really ever mattered were the Olympics and college sports. Right. And then in addition, we've got these other amateur leagues within the other sports. Like there's a whole amateur golf tour that, you know, right. again, it's, it's okay. Very and so we need, we need to talk about the Olympics today, but let me ask another question then. So what's the transgender business? Hmm. So and, and this is a, this is a bill that affects one out of ten billion people, right? <laughs> and, and again, they passed this bill without any citable cases of, right. of this happening. Yeah, I love that. So, can you please tell me when this has happened? When has a woman who became no, say it would be a man who became a woman um, dominated? Uh, a sports league. In yeah. W- once in a, in high school track in Connecticut. And so this, the, the AP article says it would 
quote, ban transgender girls and women from playing on public school teams intended for athletes born as girls. So again, it's it's kind of thing where they can pass this bill, but it only applies to public schools. If they're, but wait a minute. So did that? Did having that thing in it help the Republicans in Florida vote for it? I think it helped the Republicans vote for it. And I think it it was kind of a poison pill too, to where maybe tried to turn some Democrats against it. I can't imagine. So wait a minute. It was trying to sabotage the bill. You don't know. You know. I, I don't know. It sounds like it. Politics. Yeah. It's the the dirty game of, of politics frustrate me because those are two totally separate things that are right. being lumped in and you can totally understandably i you you can be on both sides of that bill but you got to vote for like i that oh, annoys me because in in trying to help others you're hurting so many others uh, right and it's you know, no i agree i you know, know what you're saying but the thing is politics has i mean i'm so pro Biden, it's pathetic. He he needs to um, he needs to be successful in getting some Republican support for some bills, um, you know. And the thing is, it's like so b- bills and and this happened to Obama and and even Clinton. They would pass. They would suggest bills that Republicans had supported previously and still not get any support. Obama wasted a huge amount of time trying to get Republican support for Obamacare and never got it. Um, So it's, you know, it's like, but the truth is we need two parties that have policies that talk about it and it doesn't involve Dr. Seuss and meat. <laughs> I'm I'm mighty confused, but I I I kind of disagree. So those are two issues that don't exist, and that is the only Republican policy right now is Dr. Seuss. Oh right, right. Meet. Oh, the, yeah, the they, they don't, of they're Dr. not like Seuss, yeah. Biden is doing these transformational bills, and um, you know, and the Republicans are talking about uh, meat banning meat. You know, it's just I'm, a made up issue. Me, I haven't heard that one. It's a made-up issue. He never said anything about it, but they're going crazy about it. Let's uh, well, I, I, let's let's hope they don't ban meat. I I know which side of that yeah. I stay on, but I I think you know there's there's a lot of uh, Matt. I agree that, and this happens at the congressional level too, where they tag things onto bills in an, in an effort that are completely irrelevant to the original purpose of the bill. In this case, you could argue because the original bill again, which was a Republican pushed initiative was to allow public universities to sponsor charter schools, which I'm sure you guys have lots of opinions about charter schools. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that's a big Republican, you know, platform, pl- pl- plank, plank platform, platform, plank. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I had my I had my second shot today. I'm a little delirious. And then I, well, I was telling Matt too. My um, I went to a drive-through vaccination clinic at the airport, nice. and nice. Uh, my Jeep died 
as they were oh. giving me my second shot, it wouldn't start again. So I had to call AAA, but they were really nice. They pushed me out of the way and, you know, they kept coming over. Oh, so you didn't, you didn't block a thousand people from no. getting their vaccination. <laughs> no, I did Good for about 30 seconds. Good. And then, then they, they got me out of the way and they were coming over to, to pet my dog and give him water. So it was, it was all fine. And I managed to get back in time to do this, but it's been quite an adventurous day. And tomorrow I'll probably be out there. All right. Swapping. Sensors. So anyway, okay. Anyway. So we've sort of, talked about the Florida bill then. Is there anything else we need to say about it? I mean, this is a really complex thing. I urge people to read about it because it's not a, it wasn't a simple, you know, it had all these sort of interwoven provisions in it that made it attractive and unattractive to both sides. And I think it's, it's a unique thing. But it passed. It, it, but passed. it passed. And and in the thing that we need, I think the thing that I want to make sure we take out of this is that athletes in Florida can now make money off the things they should be able to make money off of. And as you mentioned, Darryl, is this the first state that this has yep, happened in? Yep. And as you said, this is going to give them a tremendous recruiting advantage. Okay. Know. So good. And good. Cause I love Gators. I'm a, all Gators, <laughs> all Gators. But the thing is, so does, so let's just say the Florida basketball team has got some great star on it. Um, that gets a lot of endorsements. Is that money shared with the rest of the team, the rest, all the freshmen at Florida, or is it just for that individual? I think it's it's whatever each individual can earn. It doesn't seem okay. to be. This isn't so like it's a, not so that this isn't socialism, Daryl. <laughs> as much uh, as you and I would like it to be, this is yes, right, right. So okay, so it's really. But what it is, is it's an opportunity for the Jason Tatums and the, um, you know, the, the freshman stars to make a little extra money. It's an opportunity for the Paige Beckers to make some money. And that's, you know, I think it does mean a lot for the, you know, non-marquee sports and the, for those athletes, uh, you know. You well, know, wait a minute. Why would a rugby player make any money off this? Oh, I, I think there's plenty of local businesses that would take that. And like Matt said, some some of these places can't afford, you gotcha. know, they can't yeah, afford I mean, a Heisman Trophy winner, but they can afford the crew gotcha. team for a thousand dollars. Yes, right. And and that that that's that's where I think it really benefits. Uh, I think I would have, and I would imagine too. There's probably some sort of, you know, cap somewhere in the amount of money. Um, yeah, we'll have to do do a little more. This, 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 this literally, this literally got passed. This literally got passed two hours ago. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. So this is okay. this is breaking news. Mm-hmm. So on our, our podcast, we have to have this Chiron on the bottom, right? Okay. Breaking news. Of course, by the time breaking anyone news, actually Aaron listens, Rogers to retire. Yeah. By the time anyone actually listens to this, it'll be old news, and they'll be well, they'll we'll be three rounds further along in the draft. All right. So now, like, before you guys give me uh, grief about not really understanding Aaron Rodgers' greatness, let's talk about the first-round draft. Because I will just quickly say, as a Patriots homie, they lucked out. Mac Jones is a tremendous pick at 15. Tremendous pick. Okay. Oh, come on, man. Okay. Can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, let's stop pretending like Mac Jones is the savior. I'll, you know, oh, no, but he's got the potential to be a good quarterback. Okay, so Bill Belichick has had plenty of opportunities to try to 
What, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, no, let's wait a minute. Look, Can I just say, Bill Ch- Belichick is a stubborn idiot. So there's like this is the fr- the only time he's ever drafted a quarterback in the first round in like 26 that's years. Silly to, that's silly to say because he's never had to. He's had Tom Brady. He's never had to. Well, and, at Cleveland, he had to, well, but whatever. Yeah, but right. and even but no, no, no. I mean, but he, he drafted he drafted Grappolo. He made you know he was ready. He so, was ready to move on from Brady and put he, Grappolo in. He's never and, and granted, he's never had to draft somebody that he was like, this is my starting guy. But he's never dra- he he drafted Brissett. Brissett is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, he no, he survived. He's played. He started for the Colts, didn't he? And he's been yes. replaced. You, you know. Yeah, but he so but he started. Moved on from. But again, that's not a sustained quarterback. Okay. Um, Garoppolo could you could probably make it, but even then, the 49ers are looking to move on from him. Right, but he's getting twenty five million, so he's and, not and, doing and that, that bad. Is, and and I, I, I'll that's a bad move on the Niners. That that's wasted money. They just drafted Trey Lance third overall because clearly Garoppolo is not their oh, guy. So wait a minute. So they so, and did they trade up for that pick? Yeah, they yeah, traded they a lot. They traded like oh, three so first really, round, like three first round picks and a couple of oh. other picks. Yeah. And so, so what is that? So, the Patriots did luck out, and and. To their credit, they got their guy without having to move up, without right. giving anything away. They got their guy. Mac Jones, you know, if, if, if you were to tell me that one of those five guys in three years, well, maybe four years, because I think Trey Lance is going to need two to three years to sit. So if you were to tell me in four years, only one of those guys is a bust. Mac Jones is it. Okay, but here's here's the re, here's the real statistics of first round quarterback picks. Only two of five ever turned into be. Good yeah, players. it's going to be more than one, definitely. Yeah. And I tell you, I tell you, it's going to be three that don't He's make the first it. First guy two bust is what I'm saying. Is, is oh no no I, no the guy the, the guy the whoever the Jets picked was going to be the first guy. <laughs> Didn't matter who they picked. The, I feel bad for Zach Wilson and his family. Because his his life is over, he's going to blow his knee out, or he's going to stink. And I, <laughs> I think of this like, and, and I think often like when we talk about the NFL and, and the draft, so much of it is dependent on the fit, and it's it's not always oh this guy was a bust because he didn't have talent. He was a bust because he went to the wrong team and the wrong organization. Right. Or sometimes and, just the timing is bad. We're a couple, I, couple now, more before years. We move on, before what? we move on to the Giants, Mac Jones is a perfect fit for the Patriots. And so, yes, but let's not anoint him to be the next. No, no, I'm definitely not. But, but let me ask you a question. Do you think he's starting opening day? No. Or second question is, do you think halfway through the season he's starting? That's dependent. I, I think I don't depends think, on if if Cam yeah Newton as well. I don't think he comes in and beats Cam Newton out of the starting job um, with Cam Newton having a full real. But now, like, didn't season. didn't Alabama have five of the top fifteen picks? Maybe they had like six. I think they did out. something like yeah. that. And two of the two of the first three receivers chosen, which should tell you something about the quarterback, the, the talent, the quarterback had around him. But mm-hmm. again, again, I agree, Matt, let's, let's hold off judgment for 
three or four years till we see which which of these guys really are busts. But um, I, yeah, D- Daryl, I allow the Patriots fan a day of feeling good. Okay, well, I, 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 I understand years this. of feeling good. Well, but this is the first time your coach took thought this highly of a quarterback. I I get the the the, but it's, I think it's really funny because when the Niners were going to take him at three, he was terrible. And now that the Patriots took him at fifteen, he's the this next savior. So I we'll we'll see. But I, all right, so so I, tell us about the Giants. What did the well, Giants first, do? I, I okay, will go to the Giants. Giants. Okay. When it comes to the Jets, I'll say this, and then here's what I was trying to say. Like when it comes to the fit. I do feel bad for Zach Wilson because here's a guy. Wait, no, where, from, where, I didn't pay attention. Where did the Jets draft? Zach, number two. They picked okay. Zach Wilson out of BYU. He, where did he come? BYU? Mm-hmm. So you have this small town guy went to what, BYU? BYU. That's not small town. Yeah, Utah's small town. Even he, even no, he, it is not. No, no. no, no. Yeah, oh, yes, it is. Com- he's, compared he's, to compared to Newark, like, yeah. He's okay. a small town right. guy. That's where yeah. he's All right, I'll buy it. Okay. okay. Small town guy. Um, he played in the BYU market. BYU's not. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to knock BYU, but it's a small. Market. Are they in the league? They Are they played, in a league? Very low competition. Here's where I worry that it might not be the right fit because this guy's being thrown into being the starter of the New York Jets and the New York media. And even you have Mark Sanchez, who's from L.A., was like, I wasn't ready for the New York media. It's it's a real thing. And that's why oh, yeah. if – no, well, that's why Eli but do Manning – Do the Jets has, have somebody who's a competent quarterback right now? No. Don't think so, they no. They I'm sure they have somebody on the roster. Hang on a second. Right, but not, but not. Um, they don't have a, a starter. Okay. No. So does that mean that that the guy's going to start right away? That's the intent, and that's what I mean. So wow. that's where it, that's it, a it, lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure for a guy who's never felt it before, and yeah. that's where the, <laughs> the fit might not work. Their other two quarterbacks are two gentlemen named James Morgan and Mike White. James Morgan. 24 years old, rookie out of Florida International. Mike Legends White. before their time. <laughs> Mike White, um, th- a third-year player out of Western Kentucky, who is uh, 6'5". Wow. So Hold on, breaking wow. news. I I actually just got a text from the New York Jets. Matt Baker, <laughs> will you play spring quarterback for our team? Yeah. They, like, no. We need a clipboard what, holder. What, what? That's a tough, Matt. That's all I'm going to say. It's a tough fit. For a young kid, oh, you're, you're absolutely right about media because media is a problem in Boston too, and now, it's not a problem in Salt Lake City or right. or you know even LA is not quite as you bad. Know, and this go. is this is where I turn into Matt because if you're getting paid what these even these quarterbacks on rookie contracts are going to make two and a half million, you ought basically. to be able to shut that out. But I remember I remember Ed Whitson and I remember Chuck Knobloch and I remember. These things that and and there are certain players that are sensitive to criticism from the media. I don't know if Kevin Durant is going to thrive. Is he, uh, he, he, no, he's doing remember, great. You guys remember Randy Johnson with the New York Yankees walking down? Uh, he was walking down Times Square and get get this camera out of my face. Shut up! You know, like not everybody can handle that, and right. so that that's where the fit might not work for a guy like Zach Wilson, who's never had that in his face before. But that being said, 
I do like what the Jets did later in the first round, drafting Elijah Vera Tucker, their guard. And I'm, I'm looking at it now live. The Jets in the second round just drafted Elijah Moore, who huh. a lot of people had as the number three, maybe four wide receiver um, prospect. So Zach Wilson will have a better cast around him than Sam Darnold did. Um, but, it, you know, so that the jury's out there. And I, but you I, know what? You I, know what's I, really interesting is I don't know how it works for guards and tackles, but it's amazing how quarterbacks and receivers, and even running backs a little bit, you know, they look great and then they're bust in the pros. You know, and it's sort of like it's it's really um it's not easy to predict. Like of these five top quarterbacks, counting Mac Jones is the fifth, right? Wasn't he the fifth? Yeah. yeah. So probably only two of them are going to thrive. And that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, and, and it's the same with wide receivers. And the you know, some of the best wide receivers were second round picks or third round picks. And the best player was Panay Sewell, who went to, to, to Detroit 10th, right? Or uh, eighth. Eighth or 10th. Yeah. I mean, and you know, he's, he's the only surefire Hall of Famer in, in the What whole... was his position? What's his... his tackle? tackle? Yeah. And, you know, I, I think these teams that take flyers on quarterbacks, you have to do it now. The the days of getting a Tom Brady in the sixth round are, are over. Right. So I, I wasn't surprised to see them all go where they went, but it does sort of, we see this heavy emphasis on receivers and quarterbacks now. And all of a sudden receivers are, are this supreme commodity. That's that's a relatively new thing. Here, you know, and the thing, the thing is to go, to go to Brady for a second – the Patriots, they drafted him in the sixth round, not with their sixth-round pick, but with a supplemental pick sort of at the very end. Yeah. They lucked out. I don't know if, if they really – I mean, you, you think if they thought he was really going to be great, they would have used their real sixth-round pick and not the supplemental one that came later. Here's, but they did And they I, lucked I out, obviously. Here's something to think about, too, though. <clears throat> and I, I do believe more careers – are ruined in the draft than made in the draft. Based well, on how's that work? Well, no careers are made in the draft. Well, you can... no, what I mean by that is a, a career, like, and Joe, I, I, you're probably joking about it, but I agree. Like, you get drafted by the Jets, that's a death sentence. <laughs> there are certain, or, and, and unfortunately, in, Wait a in, minute, the Jets, you were, I'm talking I, I, Joe Namath. Come on, man. No, the Jets are 200 years break. ago. Part of the reason why so many quarterbacks, I think, in the NFL fail is because if you're drafted early, you're going to a bad team anyway. You're going to probably a poorly run organization. And in in the past, the NFL has, has sort of had this mentality of, you're in the NFL now, you adapt your college game to me. And if you're a bad organization that ruins a lot of college career uh, or professional right. careers. Right. I do Joe, now so though. Matt and I used to argue constantly in, in the teacher's room at lunch and his point, which I think was a really good one was that not that Brady was necessarily the greatest quarterback, whatever, but he fit into the Patriots system perfectly. And I think that's a good point. Now you see NFL teams like, um, the, the 49ers going with uh, um, Lance 
Trey, Trey Lance. Lance. Yeah, Even yeah. the Bears trading up to get Justin Fields, who I think that's a home run. That's, that's a great value at 11. Yeah. Run, right. And so I'm hoping, because I, I like Justin Fields, that the NFL is starting to say to these NFL quarterbacks, look, you're really, really good at what you do. Come do it here in the NFL. And rather than having this NFL professional ego, they're saying, we'll, we'll make it work for you. So I, I do think that's part of the reason why so many college quarterbacks fail in the NFL. And I'm trying to be optimistic and thinking that these quarterbacks, if you give them time, Trey Lance had 17 college starts at North Dakota state. Like he, he's very, very, very raw, but that dude is an athlete. He's a freak. He's built like a, he's, he could be like the LeBron James in the NFL, his size. He's built like a tight end. He was recruited D one to be a tight end receiver. He wanted to play quarterback. So he went to North Dakota state. Yeah, um, the, the reason, the reason so many of these quarterbacks fail is because in part, the NFL is just so much more complex than any college system. So there are lots of players that just can't expand their brains quickly enough the mental to, part, the to mental absorb part. that. Right. And then on top of that, the game is so much faster. So defenses are so much faster that you hear quarterbacks talk about this all the time. The toughest thing to adjust to rookie year in the NFL is the speed at which you have to make decisions. Right. And, a 300 pound guy comes at you and he's faster than you are as a speedy little halfback. And and you know? all of a sudden these these quarterbacks who could have been the best athlete on the field are now no now they've got six better athletes chasing them. So I think that's the reason that we see so many of these quarterbacks fail. On top of that, you can add this new thing that's happened in the last eight, 10 years where it used to be, if you drafted a rookie quarterback, he didn't play for three years. He sat behind your, your starter right. and, and quote learned. And that's the same in basketball. Now, listen, we're running out of time. And I noticed now, Joe, are you a Jets fan? Is that true? Mm -hmm. So we talked about shamefully, but yeah, you're relatively satisfied with their draft. No, okay, I, good. I want to have I want to have faith in the new leadership of the team. Okay, I know okay. I know that the the pile of stink is <laughs> ghosting has tendrils way underground, and it's more than just this little part that sticks up above the surface. I okay. want to have faith. Right. I don't right. believe like, that. Like mushrooms. Mushrooms are all huge underneath. But now listen, I have to say that with 12 minutes to go and with Matt not mentioning the Giants draft, to me that says it must have been a bad draft. Was it a bad draft for them? So I love the Giants had pick 11. I was, I was as the, the first round is going off, I'm texting with my brother. I'm, I'm feeling optimistic that at, at Right when the, um, after, I think it was the Panthers made their pick. I forget off the top of my head who it was. Um, and I'm like, I went to my brother and I'm like, the Giants are going to get Devonta Smith. This is perfect. I love Which it. Is that big time receiver? Yeah. And, and I thought that would have been a good fit for what Joe Judge and his special teams and, and what he wanted to do. I, I, I would have been awesome with that. Um, but then the, the Cowboys, of course, had to screw everything up and they make a trade in division for the Eagles. So the Eagles jump over the giants. They get Devonta Smith. Now I'm, I'm pissed because uh, 
the, what the Giants need, the value isn't there at 11. And, and that's my biggest thing that, Daryl, you know this, you and I have spent many Right, that's a Daniel Jones argument Daniel you're Jones, making all the time. You don't pick him at six. You could have gotten right. him later, right? Like value, value, value. Sa- Saquon Barkley, there's no value in taking a, a running so back. So who'd they get? So, oh. oh, I don't. I, don't, I love the Barkley. I still love that pick. I don't care how many games he's missed. I love Barkley. <laughs> I love Barkley. But in hindsight, that the, but the team is four and twelve. So what does that do me as a fan? Okay, but they would no, be four and twelve go, go, no matter who the they present. pick there. Mm. Come to the present. Ten minutes to go. Come on. So now, what did the Giants the, do? The, the Chicago Bears and the New York Giants trade. The Chicago Bears take eleven. That's where they get um, their Justin Fields. The Giants. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Chicago, Chicago Bears traded with the Giants. Yes. So the Giants. The Giants moved down. Moved down. To, oh wow. To fifteen, right? Love to twenty. Wow. Loved loved that move because it gave the Giants uh, twenty in the first round, an additional third round pick this year, and then next year's. Chicago Bears first round and Chicago Bears fourth. So I love the value there. Well, but the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl now. They're going to be the uh, 32nd Bears, pick. I actually think the Bears the Bears are still going to be a bad team, I think. They have a great defense, but I still think their offense, I don't know. They, but didn't even, they, but didn't still, they didn't, they, didn't exactly. they make the playoffs last year with Mitchell Trubisky? And by the way, if you want to get a good laugh, Go back and look through the list of Chicago Bears starting quarterbacks. We think this is no, just no, no, no. Don't go there. I think so. <laughs> I think the Giants <laughs> traded back. The tra- Giants traded down, and they got a lot of picks. Yeah, so I loved that Good for them. So who did they actually pick again now? But then when it came to pick twenty, I was super excited because I thought the Giants... It must have been like 11 o'clock by then, right? Oh, I, I'm, I told you, I stayed up two hours past my bedtime for this. <laughs> and, move uh, west. Move no, west. <laughs> Things are on when you can watch them. Yeah. So I, I really love this guy, and I'm rooting for him to have an all-pro Hall of Fame career, Quiddy Pay, out of Michigan. Love, love, love his story. Um, you know, uh, um from Africa, you know, he, he, I love Quiddy Pay's story. And so I thought the Giants, they need an edge rusher. They're going to get Quiddy Pay at 20. He fell to them. And then the Giants pick Cardarius Tony, the wide receiver from Florida. And it's not, again, it's not about the play. That guy was good. That guy was real good. No, but again, it's the value. Like you could have got him in the second round. So you could have, <laughs> you could have gotten. Uh, a day one starter on defense that would have helped your defense in the first round. You could have gotten the same guy in round two, but. Okay. So, so let me get this straight. So how many years ago was Jones drafted? Two or three, two, two or three. So basically every giants draft for the last two or three years has led to a groan for you. Not at their first round picks. Cause I don't think, I don't think they find value in where they're drafting. <laughs> It, it's Dave Gettleman's ego and his narcissism well, that here's the thing, Matt. If, guy. if, if those, these players work out, it doesn't matter where they were picked. And if that's you, true. If you pick a player 10, 15 picks before, quote, he was supposed to be picked, that can turn out. You know, look at Tom Brady. 
People would have would have thought if right. you had drafted him in the third round or the the first or pick Logan now. Lincoln or lots of these players, yeah. So it's it's a real crapshoot. It's crazy. So basically, it looks to me like two out of ten players turn into great players. Well, yeah, the other thing too is you're, you're betting on nineteen year olds and twenty yeah, year olds yeah. also. And I also I don't like the Cardarius Tony pick because there's some off the field stuff. He was found. Um, well, no. Well, all right. Uh, listen, listen. Six minutes left. We got to talk baseball. Come on, man. Why? Who cares? Why? What about the Yanks? What is going on with the Yanks? They got no offense. It's April 30th. Can we wait till July 4th to talk about baseball? Uh, I just want to, I just want to give, you know, um, Matt and I, our friend, Jeff, who's a big Yankee fan. um, He doesn't like judge and he doesn't like Stanton. And he thinks those were both bad moves by the Yankees. I found that interesting. How could you not like Judge? I mean, yeah. because I don't know what it is with him, but he doesn't like him. Maybe because no. he's injured all the time. He, he doesn't know. like quiet excellence. What's uh? He is. He does get injured a lot. I I I didn't like the Giancarlo Stanton signing. Uh, I didn't like them grabbing him from Florida. I thought that was they could have done something better. Um, now Matt, Garrett Cole Matt doesn't like it when they get the yeah. third best best outfielder in the league. That's just unacceptable. But 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 again, yeah, like he hasn't panned out as that. Yeah. No, but I don't think you can look at the move when it was made and say he's not a good enough player to justify this move. We yeah, should have whatever. gotten someone so anyway, better. But so like you guys don't want to comment on the Yankees why they're off to such a slow start. It's a slow start. I, I honestly, who cares? It's April. Okay, it's so it's too early for totally baseball. Oh, what about basketball? It's too, almost too early. Out. Too early and too boring. Yeah. Okay, um, so basketball. It's almost the pro playoffs. Now I tell you, you know I love Celtics, and they're going nowhere. They'll be lucky to win one series. There's gonna. It's really funny. I think because this year we've talked about this. How there are a dozen teams that think they can win the title. Right if the, the Lakers and the, the Nets falter. But what's going to happen is only one of those teams is going to win, and the other 11 are going to be in rebuilding mode. And there are a lot of players with two years left on their deal or one year left on their deal with giant contracts that are going to get traded. If the Sixers don't win, they trade Ben Simmons. If the Celtics don't win, they trade Brown or Tatum. The, if the, the Blazers don't win, they probably trade McCollum. So I think we're going to see – as crazy as some of the off seasons have been in the past few years, this NBA off season is going to be. All right. So wild. Joe, who's playing in the finals? Are you just going to say the nets and the, and the Lakers? <sighs> yes, you are. No, no. I'm going to say. Don't say Portland. Don't say Portland versus the Celts, which no, I would love. No, I, I can't pick Portland. They're just been a little I can't up pick and the down. Celts either. I would, uh, I mean, just to not pick to not pick the Lakers and the and the and the Nets. I'll say Phoenix and Philadelphia. And Philly, yeah. yeah, Philly. I like because I I the How more is I see, so good. I can't. I don't understand it. And the he more is really really good. The more I see of Simmons, the more I I like him, and the more I can ignore the fact that he can't score, that he doesn't have a jump shot. But he's a great defensive player, right? Yeah, maybe yeah. the best in the league. Certainly yeah. the best perimeter yeah. defender. Matt, you should watch more pro basketball. It's a lot yeah. of fun. It's a lot of fun, man. You're missing out. It's and it, the competition in this year's playoffs is going to be I'll watch incredible. I'll watch, but even 
it, and this is, you know, maybe, maybe this is my age. I, seven game series. Yeah. You know, get to me game three. Well, wait a minute. Game you have, and, you have YouTube t- TV. I don't. Man, get YouTube TV and because you, know, you were talking salary. about it. So yeah. listen, what you do is you turn on the seven o'clock game at eight thirty, and it says, "Would you like to watch the key plays?" You watch the key plays, and it tells you exactly what happened in the hour and a half that you didn't watch, and then you can watch the last half hour if you're still interested. Yeah, and I'll watch. What I'll do is I'll watch the key plays for you know, until there's six minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then if the game's close, I'll watch the ending. And there right. are games that I want to go back and watch the whole thing to get the, the idea of flow and substitutions. TV, but man, It's unbelievable. But you, de- you can watch, you can watch a game in, in 10 minutes. Right. Oh, and so anyway, I don't like um, try it, Matt. It's great. Oh, right. You would really, it would be really even like better it. for baseball and football. Center. I'll watch sports center. Like what? No, I don't, but, no, but no, no, you get no, like no, 60 plays. Better. You get like you get like most of the game action. You just don't get the. You don't get the weights. stupid comments by the ESPN uh, commentator. You don't have to. You don't wa- wait. Watch twelve seconds while the player dribbles the ball up the court. You don't get the fouling at the end of games. You and that's why I think it would be great for football because so much of football is in action. Yeah. Now it, another yeah. thing we should maybe talk about next week is the play-in thing because you know it's a new rule. Um, seven plays nine and eight plays 10 or whatever it is to get, you know, so there's a little one game play in and then a second game to get the, the, I guess, or something like that. So we'll have to talk it, see if that's an improvement or not. It's like moving the mound back one foot. You know, it's like, I, I like tinkering around with these things. What I would like to see, and we've got a minute and a half left, so I'll try to make this quick, but what I would like to see is take all the teams that didn't qualify that were going to go in the lottery and instead of doing the ping pong ball thing, have a tournament among those teams, and the winner gets the first pick. That way, you've got okay, teams. But wait that are- a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! So the problem that sports, that like say NBA especially, is having is they put too many games too close together, and there's there appears to be a lot of injuries. So those would be that would they have played a whole season, Joe, and then they're adding another five intense games on. There'd probably be a lot of injuries. I'm going to blow your mind. Five games now. Anyway, sorry. sorry, 40 seconds. Go ahead. Blow our minds. I'm going to blow your minds. And this is a great cliffhanger. We'll leave it for next week. (laughs) I agree with Kyrie Irving. Whoa. Get get rid of the draft. Wow. No. Okay. We'll still table this for next week. Because I'm I'm okay as, as... as free as I want all players to be, I'm okay with two or three years of indentured servitude. But we will—that will be our topic for next week. Get we rid of the draft. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.